podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast for Saturday the 5th of October 2019. I'm your host John Walker and we're back to the normal format. Andy Vaughan. Morning John, how you doing? I'm good. And Gordo. Alright. Welcome back. Um, again, big thank you to James. For I know, really good podcast. James was excellent last week. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll just dive into James's picks, right? So the value was the same as your outsider. It was, and that was a great game. That was Friday night. Forrester at Stoke, 1-3-2. Yep. Yeah, I came back in. I was at a gig in Motherwell and came back into the electric bar. And just seen them score the third goal. Oh, the electric bar next to Airbull Station. <laughs> yes. Oh, I've had many a day in <laughs> the, there. The very one. His banker, just standard the age, drew one each at Shalawa. Did you see the end of the game? No, but I was I was following it and I think I was texting Gordon. I was raging. Yeah, James was texting me as well because they, they equalised in the 90th minute. Yeah. And then they got a free kick in the edge of the box and a guy gets sent off. Yeah, I saw the sending and off. And then there was a massive brawl on the pitch. Didn't see the and brawl. And fans were throwing flares on the pitch. The ref took them off the pitch. And James has not seen anything after that, but it looked like the game just got so stopped. So he's, he's just called the he's game. He's just called it, because it was 94th minute, they had a free kick in the edge of the box, and he's just stopped and went, it's not worth going back out for a minute and a half. Because <laughs> the fans fans were chucking stuff on the pitch. So he could have been robbed of a banker, but with no highlight, I couldn't find anything more on it. Because I took all the bankers together as a reasonably large treble, so I was just waiting on that one. And he was also unlucky with... Ingolstadt and Interhashing you said there was a late goal chopped off Interhashing got a goal in like the 88th minute we got an alert for that as I was replying to a message in the Trampabet Facebook group to James and I was like oh because I'd forgotten about that I'd put the bet on that game because it was a Monday night fixture and then a minute later we got the goal disallowed notification ended nil nil. do you think your betting company know how bad that is for you because it's you're the only person there. My brother still uses the same betting app and he gets the same thing and it drives me up the wall. It's, it's Bet365. Yeah, it's only them. It's only them now. I know. But what you what annoys you in um, the fact that you sometimes get gold disallowed alerts is kind of made up for by how fast they are. Because I'll get a goal alert on that a good minute before I get it on flash score. Like but for real goals. This would be my frustration is I always do a 20 game over 1.5 coupon and see the minute that second goal goes in. It gets ticked off my list. Yep. So I take it off the notifications. And I have had circumstances whereby I went back and looked and went, actually, it was one. They were 2 0. <clears throat> I mean, sometimes acted. Sometimes it's actually a goal that's been disallowed. Other times, someone's lent on the wrong button. Like you can <laughs> tell. Yeah. Goal, 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 oh, disallowed. <laughs> uh, my banker, Juventus, 2 0 home with Spal, said it looked like a 2 0 game. Mm-hmm. Said Juventus would win. And it was. 1 3. I'm very happy with that. I still don't understand why you were getting 1 3. When the game kicked off, it went from. On Skybet, one to four to one to seven without a goal being scored, and James did point out that Juventus had Leverkusen in the Champions League. Mm. Could they maybe be resting people? And I can honestly only think they've seen Dybala, Ramsey, and Ronaldo start as a free up front, and they've went, "Oh fuck, no, we need to make these odds longer." Yeah, because Skybet aren't keeping on. T- see, because no, see, because Sky don't or BT don't have this football anymore. The leagues are forgotten about. Italian football and Spanish football have never been less watched in the UK. It's yeah. brutal. I don't even know what's happening. I don't even know Messi. Is it a YouTube? <laughs> is it a YouTube subscription service now? No, it's Premier. Is it Premier? Premier I, I and have Eleven pre- still have Eleven still have uh, some of the Spanish. No, some of the Italian. That's it. It's Eleven Sports. Yeah, those cunts. Yeah. My banker, Man City away at Everton, uh, three to ten for Man City. Sailed in three one. I was at a party, an engagement party on Saturday night. It was we were going to one of Jennifer's pals at six o'clock. So I'm mm-hmm. stuck at half five. Stuck a quick request to bet on. 
and I've looked at it and went, right, Otamendi's a good shout to get booked. Schneiderlin get booked quite a lot this season already. Right, who's starting up top? Right, Jesus starting up top. Right, Jesus, the score's a good bet. I think Man City will win. I think there may be four corners each team. This looks okay. It was like a, I think it was 125 to 1. So I stuck £7 I'd left my account on it. Mm-hmm. And I went, right, cool. So I went back in and I've checked. I went, all right, cool. That's quite good. That's good. Oh, Jesus scored first. It's one each. This looks okay. Get a Man City or 2 1 up. So I forgot about it and then I looked at it at 9 o'clock. And I'd seen Ottomendi and Schneiderlin had been both carded and both corners had come in. So I frantically jumped back on and went, fuck, I've just won like 780 quid. quid. Mm-hmm. And I went on. It was fucking Coleman and Ottomendi I'd picked. Oh. Like, I don't know what I, like, what I thought because Seamus Coleman would not have been on my list Someone of people that you carded ever. Yeah. I felt disgusted. So I'm assuming the bet I'd looked at was a lot less odds because Ottomendi and Schneiderlin and carded makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, a lot less odds, but still a reasonable whack I for agree. so many selections. I think this might be worse than your 8-0 outsider pick. <laughs> now, I was thinking that. My value, eh, Fortuna Sittard at home to Sparta Rotterdam, had over 3.5 goals. The first 0-0 they've ever had against each other. The first 0-0 Sittard ever had at home in two and a half years. And it's the first it's the first time they've not been a goal in either of their games this season in the league. It was absolutely... I thought there was something wrong. I thought I'd get the kickoff time wrong when I checked before <laughs> half nine. I was like, it must have been a nine o'clock kickoff in Holland. Yeah, I just I just realised that <clears throat> uh, throughout the day I got an alert because I set up alerts for half time also. Otherwise, I never would have known. I just would have got the full time alert of nil-nil and gone, oh. Wit. <laughs> <laughs> um, my value was Bochum at home to Darmstadt. Now, John, you expressed... <laughs> How much it was a draw. How much it was a draw beforehand. And I was quite smugly going, Bochum took the lead twice um, and were leading with four minutes to go. Ended up two each. It'd have been a good, that would have been over 3.5 goals. I was, I, was actually, <laughs> I was actually raging at you. I was like, you've caused this <laughs> with your chat on the podcast last week. Destined it to be a draw. And I should have listened to James on my outsider. I'd sent it away to Lokomotiv Moscow. He did point out that Lokomotiv don't concede a lot of goals. Mm. And they do score, and they won one now. Yeah, he was accurate on both things that he said. <laughs> he Damn, was also he, he was also accurate on what was his value and my outsider pick, as we've mentioned already. Nottingham Forest away at Stoke with a three-two win for Forest. Forest. Which, if you back on three-six-five, they pay out as soon as the team you've backed go two goals up. Go two goals up. So what could have been a nervy end to that game was beautiful because the cash was already in the bank. That's amazing. I didn't realise, I, I know you've said this before, but I don't think I've ever realised that it happens for everything. Oh, it's amazing. No, it's not everything. It's only it's certain only leagues. leagues. So it's select ah. top division leagues across Europe and the English Championship. So last night I had uh, a part of my five-team ACA is Bayern. And it, you know, Who did Bayern, they beat convincingly? They Spurs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, last night in the old chat, that was a fucking Bayern away at evens. That is printing cash. Fucking five goals. So, so let, let's yeah. talk about that because Bet365 do their thing on select games where if you bet um, before the game, they then give you the same amount free to use in play. <laughs> so what I usually do is I, I like to back a weird bet, which is both teams to score and a team to be leading at half time. And I thought, right, I'll do that on Bayern. But I don't want to make that my first bet. I'll use that as the free bet, so I'm not mm-hmm. putting an actual stake on it because it's like eleven to one. So I just backed Bayern for the win. And then when I went into the in play markets, that wasn't one of the in play markets. What did you pick? I don't. I, I don't... just took over two and a half goals instead, which was which came in at four to one instead of eleven to one. So 
I won, but I felt like I'd lost. You will hate me, but at the same time, probably appreciate that I won some money. On the Man U Arsenal game. So I did call also, by the way, that Shaka was going to get booked in this game. Mm-hmm. On the podcast, that's the first time I've watched a full Arsenal game in about two years. Do you now see what I'm talking about? I, 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 that's what I was saying. I think like a cardboard cutout of Perez would be a better, would be a better player. Yeah, yeah. Because like on Sabutio sticks, and then you just have fucking both guys at either side. There's there's, there's a mentality <laughs> thing with Arsenal now, though, isn't there? Because other teams such as Leicester and even even teams not as good as Leicester, the likes of West, West Ham, Ham and things like that, will go to Man United, sensing weakness and, yeah. and take them on from the beginning. Arsenal played the first twenty five minutes. Just to keep it nil nil, the and Aubameyang looks like the only person that can actually connect properly with a shot. Yeah, I'm talking like the technique of kicking a football. Yep, because there was like two or three scuffed shots, and I think someone missed the ball at one point Mm. on a half volley. Yeah, that was unbelievable. (laughs) Like a full air shot. It looked like full air shot. It looked like the game had lagged. It was Torreira. Yeah, (laughs) and I was like, Aubameyang's the only person that can actually kick a football. And I want to comment on something that I pointed out I think after the Anfield game is that Nicola Pepe I don't watch any French football mm. and I'm not going to pretend that I ever did last season so him arriving at Arsenal was the first I've ever heard of him genuine never never knew he existed uh, we've got Gordon for French football yeah. so we just need to concentrate on the rest of the globe yeah. I've seen clips of him he's good he looks good <laughs> but when I watched him Anfield I went he is the laziest cunt I've ever seen mm. like he let Robertson just like he jogged and I've seen him do the same with that Tanzebe who was playing at left back when he's a centre half young and all game that's all I felt like I felt like I was watching one of the worst investments Tanzebe was alright he was decent except, he was, he the, was fucking, good. except part, the part he played in the goal uh, but, apart from the part the, the bit he played in the goal Gunduzi as well Gunduzi Gunduzi got better throughout the game but see the start of it he looked like he I don't know his feet were like he didn't look like he'd used feet before like, it was just like <laughs> He was bouncing the ball towards the goal. I know like, the bit you're talking about. Yeah. There's a bit where he tried to break from his own ha- half and he set up like a Man United chance like four times yeah. in the one play because the ball kept bobbling back yeah. to him and he just kept giving it back. It's like he backed against himself and he was like, get it down there, get it down He plays the most passes. He's played the most passes every game he started this season. He knows how to get a free kick, the which fact- is really important as well because he, he, he gets his body in between. That's the one that highlight. He relieved a lot of Man United pressure by, I'll take the free kick here. We'll work from here. But he's just did nothing. From here, yeah. I, think, I think if Lacazette had been playing, it would have been it would have been a different story because Aubameyang was having to do too much himself, in my opinion. He wasn't the guy in the middle to take the shot because he was the guy on the edge of the box trying to find something. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I'm part of my anti Shaka agenda. So I had a request a bet on, which was four corners each team, both teams to score, mm-hmm. and McTominay, Young, and Shaka to get carded, and I was only waiting on McTominay. McTominay, only yeah. waiting on McTominay. He'd committed a foul on Pepe in the first half, which might have been a yellow, but yeah. probably wasn't. In the last 10 minutes, I'm going in. So it's worth 750 quid, but I'm going off at 130. And I'm going, I really don't see him putting in a tackle. There's yeah. no, there is nothing happening. Did you take it? I took it. You shite bag. I took it. That's all right. That's... He, never, he never tackled again. But what I was going to point out and relating it back to the Spurs game was, I stuck that full 130 on Lewandowski and Kane to score and over 2.5 goals in the game, which is 41. So I got... 162 quid last, 100, no, 620 quid back last night. No, no bookie, really? no bookie would ever do it because people would see through the sham that is cash out. But it would be lovely if there was like a bit in your account where you could see what your total profit loss would be if you without cash out <laughs> compared to what it actually is. That'd be good, actually. See, the other thing we we're talking about with the coupons from last week, what um, 
do we count Friday's selections as having three good results then? Because I had a winner on Friday, and you, you and James had the same winner, but both picked it. So were we three from three on Friday, or two from two on Friday? Three from three. Right, three yeah. from three, that's but, fine. But if, if there's Did a you dot- like that selection, John, as well? Because we could be four from four if you want. I didn't take it. Um, you didn't take it. You should back against Stoke every single time Stoke we play. Stoke and Carol's Ice, yeah. I was getting my hair cut on Thursday, and the guy... The guy just doesn't do podcasts, but he'll always ask me when I'm going to get my hair cut, what picks are this week? And I said, the boys picked Forrest away to Stoke. Stoke have uh, drawn twice in the league. They've lost every other game. Forrest have not lost since the first game of the season. They're 2-1 just now. And he was like, I've got 100 quid in my account. And I was like, I'll be backing it big. And then I got blazing at like 4pm and totally forgot the game was on until <laughs> oh, I walked so back annoying when the that pub. Happens. I was raging. I walked back in the pub and I think it was 3-1. And I was like, oh. Forgot this was on, and I told I've been texting people during the day as well. Going <laughs> yeah. like, remember the Forest game tonight, but I think I wanted to see the lineups ah, to make right. sure Lindsay was injured. Yeah, Forest and uh, Martin uh, um, Martin Erickson. Martin Erickson. Yeah, he did. He'd taken it as well and doubled up with another couple of our picks, and had a, he had a good result. Did Stoke lose last night as well? They lost one nil to Huddersfield last night. Huddersfield Fuck. four to one. In, insane that you're getting Huddersfield at four. I know Huddersfield aren't great, but they're a good team to stay on the right side of now that they've got that Cowley. A that, a that, and they're playing Stoke. Like, <laughs> okay, if you look at the Shit. stats, it's probably one of those games where you go Stoke had way more dangerous attacks, Stoke had way more shots, but they didn't have more shots on target. Right, Huddersfield had one shot on target. Hibs didn't have any shots on target against yeah, Celtic. Stoke had one each. Stoke had none. And Huddersfield had one. There was one shot on target in the whole game and it ended up 1-0 Huddersfield. So that's the sort of thing you're looking at with Stoke just now. They can have all the possession they want, right? But if they don't score goals and they concede when there's a shot on target, it's great to back against them. They've just had two home games back-to-back then, which means Lost. this weekend they're definitely away. They are definitely away. Yeah. They're, they're, they're away to Swansea. And, and I'm going to talk about this later, right? But Swansea are in the playoff places. Swansea are no mugs. And it's difficult to go to Swansea, no matter who you are. And, and play in that stadium Evens For Swansea Gordo It's fair to say Your highlights were in Spain With the charity And one of your picks Yes So um, First one was Granada um, For me uh, Granada at home uh, A 1-0 win against Leganes Which I believe You on the podcast said uh, After listening back Saying I think Leganes Will hold them out here Along those lines I think they're the kind of team That can hold a team to a draw But no 1-0 When was the goal? Do you know? It, it was super early, like nine minutes. <laughs> I see that it was a game plan that was ruined. It's not my fault. Like a night, nine minutes, and then um, there was that one. There was You're Villarreal, convincing. Yeah, the Villarreal mm-hmm. absolutely rent. Well, to be fair, I, I watched part of the part of the game. I watched on my uh, at, like betting app. It was two one, and Betis were like coming back into the yeah. game. I turned off. I, like, I fucking can't watch this. And put it off. They went went away and won five one. So that was good. Monaco and Brest um wasn't a draw. Wasn't a draw. <laughs> um and it wasn't even close to draw. It was three 0 Monaco, Brest got a goal back and I thought maybe a wee collapse coming here, but it takes a lot to collapse from eighty I think it was eighty three minutes or something. And then my final pick I actually uh, and Angie won one. Oh, Amiens. Yeah, Angie and Amiens. Um so Angers were down 1-0 after the same amount of time that Granada and Cadiz um, and they came back into it and it won each and then they couldn't find that second goal. So I wasn't that far. The only one I was really disappointed with was the Monaco one but it was a big price and I fancy, I just, see when Monaco are playing away this season, I'm going to wait until they lead and back the other team to score. Right, okay. That's what I'm going to continually do. I've done it twice already quite successfully. 
So yeah, uh, two out of four for me. A, a better week than the ones when I was on holiday because I'm sober. We had a re- um, we had a reasonable week this yeah. week. It wasn't great, but bankers in for me and Andy. Mm-hmm. James got good value. You're Outsider. outsiders technically in charities. You have because Valeria would even money as yeah. well. So that was a good pick. Uh, my charity was not good. Leon away to Pueblo. They've lost their first away game now. Are you maybe maybe, maybe maybe are you talking about? Mexican, it's, yeah, right, yeah. yeah Mexican Leon, Mexican not, Lions, not the French Lions. I was like, stay out of France, folks. And People that make sports mix. <laughs> then Adensa beat Midland. Yes, Midland lost, um, which is very good for FC Copenhagen to win the Danish Super League, which I've, I've was one of my preseason shouts. There you go. That'll be a big battle. So. Well, with the preseason shouts, actually, like Chelsea went convincingly through in the League Cup. Arsenal are yep. going to be in the Europa to late on. Yep. Hibs on the semi-finals yep. against Celtic. So that was my Chelsea to win the League Cup, Hibs to win the League Cup, and Arsenal to win the Europa. Yeah. Was my 150 to one treble. So I've I've backed them, but I've I've combined some things in a sort of fourfold. It's like Arsenal to be in the top four, which was one of my shouts. FC Copenhagen to win the Danish Superliga, um, Dundee United to win the Scottish Championship, which is looking reasonable just now. And I think it's Leeds to finish in the top six in the English Championship. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> so. Um, it was a 15 quid bet and I can cash it out now for 38 or something so it, it's going okay my shout of uh, Spurs Kilmarnock Inverness you're and, mental though right, I like <laughs> I put on the remainder of whatever was in my balance it's like 42 pence and returned 100 grand right and anytime any of the teams are playing I'm like why have I got something to cash out and it's over me like one pence and then Spurs win two pence but can I just clarify this for all listeners that's not Spurs to finish in the top four no, no that's to win the, that's to win the <laughs> Premier League as is Kilmarnock and that's Kilmarnock to win the Scottish <laughs> Premier League. This was pre-season. There was a lot of hope in Kelly, right? <laughs> so that was, that was last week's picks. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Hey, honest, what's the Wait, um... We're recording this Wednesday morning in approximately two hours. Ziggy Gordon is playing in the semi-final of the, the Australian yep. League Cup against Adelaide. Uh, Melbourne are already through the final. They won 5-1 yesterday against Brisbane Roar. So, gutted we couldn't have waited till tonight to do this. But I'm going to try and like work from home or something today. I'm going to try and get, and get a token and go home and watch it. I'm just going to put a bet on it now. So you can watch it live. What's this? Ziggy yeah. Gordon to score? Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm going to bet on. There's no way you'll be able to get that now. You'll need to wait till the game starts because they won't know who Ziggy Gordon is. They're not as dedicated as us. You never know. I guarantee they're not as dedicated as us. Ziggy Gordon to score and be carded. That's the bet. That's the bet I want. <laughs> score, score and be. What about what the overall. Right, I'll see if I can get a request. Right, okay. okay. So Scott's abroad. Uh, the highlight this week is our man. The whole reason for this existence is Ryan Gold. The Gold Man. Um, they beat Santarem 2 1 in the Cup. So they're through the last 32 of the Portuguese League Cup. He won the penalty. We, we watched it so get absolutely wiped out by the keeper. Around the keeper right? <laughs> and the second goal, the, well, the equaliser from Santarem is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I get so annoyed when I see people that I think have got poor techniques see when they try and use one foot for everything. Yeah. But this guy has this guy, an awkward outside, outside the left, left foot shot. I'm like, I don't know how I would do that with my right foot. I think I would break my leg doing I, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd have ligament damage. And then, but Gold played like a one-two off the other striker and then kind of dinked a wee pass into Good. the second striker. It's a fucking lovely goal, but I'm just glad that we were talking about him becoming like, he can become like the... The Ferenczi Malatissi. Yeah. <laughs> I said, like, like Daniel, not Daniel, uh, Daniel De Rossi as well. That's another one. I just a pure infamous just, player. Aye. For Portugal's ailing Ferenczi. <laughs> well, they're in the second division of Portuguese football. They're in the top four of the league as well. Yeah. I think they've got a great chance of going up. 
based on Back up. based on nothing I know about Portuguese second division football. Yeah, I mean that's it's, it, we've gotten an approximate skill level here. I think what we're doing though is we're building a good base of people who understand that Ryan Gold is not doing nothing with his career. And that was the only purpose of watching, this watching the highlights of that game, right? It's fucking cooking over there. He's playing football. He's don't don't worry about the boy. Well the thing He's doing all right. The thing that I liked about the the second goal was if you watch, we've put the highlights on Trample Bet uh, Twitter page. If you watch the highlights, the striker goes and celebrates, but four of the other players go and grab gold. Mm-hmm. To and and, and you kinda you... gone they must know that he is he has this talent. Yeah. Like he's still only 20, 22, 23. Yeah. He's, I think somebody I think he will in his later 20s, maybe 27, 28, will come back into somewhere like the Championship and light it up for a season. Yeah. Um, Fraser Hornby's had two games since we last recorded. Uh, they won 3-1 away in the Cup. He got his first goal. We've put that goal up. Um, it's a nice side foot volley from about eight yards out. But we don't have any highlights of the other game where he played 60 minutes in a 2-0 defeat against Genk. Or Ghent, sorry, not Genk. Uh, Jack Harper played for Alcacon. Uh, they lost 2-0 against Extra Madeira Cakes. Uh, yeah, the... the- Additional Madeira Ad- cake. Additional Madeira, yeah, don't yeah. want to speak Spanish yet. Additional Madeira cake. Um, he had a half chance from the edge of the box, he got cut back on his strong left foot. I love that he's wearing number nine. Like That that really makes me really enjoy him more. I know, like, see, for Alcorcon, um, my biggest problem with him is that they've done in the largest coupon I was close to this season by a back Cadiz away and their only home win. <laughs> they won 3 0, Cadiz got two men sent off, and I lost out in like two and a half grand. And uh, Jack Harper was principally involved in this. Jack, we're coming for you. So yeah, it just becomes, on the Scots Abroad section now, it just becomes a sliding scale of disappointment. Yeah. So Johnny Russell drew two, uh, Kansas City drew two each with on Timbers. He set up the equalising goal to make it 1-1, but that does mean that they now can't make the playoffs. Yeah. So that's a negative. He only played 60 minutes. Nothing to do with Johnny Russell, though. He's trying his hardest over there. Mate, he scored, I think he scored 14 goals this season and 10 assists. Yeah. It's not a bad campaign for a team that finished second bottom of the region. Yeah. <laughs> that's decent uh, Rachel Corsi for Utah Royals they lost 2-1 away to Chicago which now means they cannot make the playoffs either Ooh. so they're done Claire Emsley played 60 minutes in the 1-1 draw for Orlando away to Sky Blue they're finished dead last in the league so they're not in the playoffs optimistic about next season though well you would hope so because fucking Orlando had like three World Cup winners in the squad but they were away for five weeks of the season yeah <laughs> that, that that's that's the main issue that I have with watching um, football in America is that they don't stop when there's a massive tournament on. They do it in the world, the Men's World Cup as well. It's not even a sexist thing, they just care that little. I don't get that either, because the, the the Rugby World Cup's obviously on just now, right? And I was, um, so yesterday I went and played around the golf, and fucking couple of the Glasgow Warriors are sitting there. I was like, the World Cup must be brilliant for you. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> what? Extended Everyone leave. Else, like, extended leave, right? They're just like, well, do you know what? Didn't get picked, so working on my fucking handicap. It <laughs> might, well, it must literally be the clubs going... Although we don't have any World Cup stars, we would rather get a thousand fans that care about the game coming and not seeing our first team than when American football starts back and nobody's interested in soccer. So yeah. we need to get it out in the now or else it interferes with basketball and mm. uh, football coming mm-hmm. back on. So it must just be that. they've like Our whole world revolve around one sport and they've got like yeah. eight that they all watch. America's but, games. And Charlie Gilmore for Telstar, they lost 4-1 away to Eindhoven. Only just found the highlights and so not been able to watch it yet, but... I don't know if I want to watch one of my mm. boys getting scudded 4-1. No. So yeah, best of luck to Ziggy Gordon. Um, all the highlights are on the Trample Bet page. Michael Hewitt, I don't have a specific update on how he played. They drew two each at home to Bridget Don Thistle. Uh, Bridget Don Thistle, yeah. Um, yeah, I think what we're going to start to do is, I say when I was down at my parents and noticed that they've got the Irvine Herald, which has a two-page write-up on the Buffs games. <laughs> so just bring that up and read that out. 
I mean, it would help us if yeah. Michael Hewitt does something. I mean, I'm sure if he does something like catastrophic, like punches someone, yeah. we'll all hear about it somehow. Yeah, I mean, well, not junior <laughs> football. Like, that's just a that's, weekly occurrence. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. Yeah. So I've uh, been able to place a wee bet there. Yes, what the have you man. So Ziggy Gordon to score any time in the match and Central Coast Mariners to win is 28 to 1. Oh. <laughs> right, well, I'm going to need... I've got... Or Ziggy Gordon to score any time in the match and Central Coast Mariners to qualify because there's nothing worse than... Yeah. Back in a 90-minute win, they actually end up going through mm-hmm. in extra time or penalties. It's 20 to 1. And I think that's fair enough. I don't mind the drop of eight yeah. points there. Yeah. Because he did... I think he's playing more... He's played right back for them in pre-season as well as playing centre-half mm. in the Cup. So he could they could essentially back up... He could play the Cup Broadfoot role as being the centre-half playing at full-back and just just shoot up the defence. Because Adelaide are 100% the favourites for this. They are. Adelaide are a good team. but So you'll get them at just under evens 4-5. Uh, Central Coast Mariners are 3-1 to one for, See, the, for I the think that's, minute win. I think that's uh, tighter odds than I would have expected. I thought Adelaide should have been 1-2. Is it being played at Central Coast Stadium? I don't think so. I think it's a neutral. Is it a neutral? Yeah. No, but it's not because Central Coast were putting up uh, the tickets for it. Yeah. On, so the, on the website. It's a home game. Yeah. It, the finals in four weeks, which we can't go to when Ziggy Gordon lifts the trophy, that'll be a shame. A real disappointment. It's a moment for the, the, <laughs> the town of Hamilton. So, this week's picks in. I'll start. I'm going back to me- back to Mexico and for Leon Mexican line again. Mexican line. They are at home to Veracruz, so Leon's home form has not been good. They draw a lot of games at home. They're better away, but now their away record's gone. I'm assuming they're going to have to fix it. But this is more a bet against Veracruz, who have played five away from home, lost five, scored none, conceded seventeen, and you're getting Leon at one at three. Sold. Yep. So Leon are still third in the league. Mm-hmm. So it's third versus dead last. And have not scored a goal or picked up a point away from home. Tasty. So that, that's my banker. I'm not going to change it. I'm pretty confident in that one, even with Leon's dodgy home form. So that was Leon at home to Veracruz, one to three. Interesting. I know very little about those teams. Um, apart from Veracruz, was that part of a sort of military operation? I've no, Wilson. I've no idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, the only reason I know that is there's a. Warren's even song called Veer Cruise. All about it. Great. But yes, uh, does my... he mention they're away from him? It doesn't mention they're away from him. <laughs> but it does say Vera Cruz are dying oh, in the right. chorus. Well, they're not wrong. <laughs> so perhaps. <laughs> um my banker I, now I thought about I've, I've thought about this a lot. It's gonna have to be Swansea against Stoke. Right. You'd go you're going banker for that. Yeah, not only did Nottingham Forest beat Stoke at the weekend. Um, Stoke lost again last night at home to Huddersfield Huddersfield were 4-1 the bookies still offering big odds on teams playing against Stoke travelling to Wales is difficult Swansea are 6 on the table 18 points only 2 points off top of the table Leeds who open it 20 points Stoke still 2 points from 10 games 9 goals scored 21 conceded Swansea are even money I just they've got a Premier League team I know. Like Swansea, you're, Stoke are like Stoke are crumbling, and I don't understand. See when you posted that last night in the group, it was brutal because you, you kind of think to yourself, "Did the bookies watch this?" I know. I d- maybe people are continually backing Stoke, going, 
oh, this will be the one where it's it changes, this yeah. the one where it turns around. But it doesn't. And from someone that's spent time in casinos and seen like 20 spins of roulette being red in a row, yeah. it doesn't have to change doesn't in the next change. spin. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Ma- it's, it's, it's a huge price. So Swansea have still got to play tonight, though? They do. They have one game tonight. But I, Stoke played last night. I really don't think... The day one game, like one day's difference, Who's is, it is going is to change that. Charlton away, but if that's what I'm saying, if Stoke, if Swansea don't win tonight, they've both went five games without victory. I know who I'm backing to break that. <laughs> I mean, you can look at Swansea plus one, so that Swansea or draw. draw, yeah, uh, and that been, probably brings it, draws. That had. that'll bring it down to more banker odds. You know, you if, they, if they start even money, you'll get like one to four on that. That's just I mean, that's that's Stoke. my one. Swansea or draw. That's what I'm going to do as a banker combined. Because I'm just right. I, I'm going. You're I'm going, going all in. in. I'm going all in. Swansea win. Yeah. Uh, Stoke, Stoke are that bad. Swansea are a good good passing side. I, I'm going to keep riding against Stoke until it stops. Stops. Yeah. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Imagine a Stoke in a game. The depression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my value is Banico Strava at home is Lynn in the Czech league. They're even money. Five wins on the spin at home for Banico Strava. Um, four in the league. Away from home is Lynn only four points out of 15. So I'm backing the inform home side, even money, against a really poor away side. Odds of that? Uh, even money. That's superb. Yeah. I don't get that five open. wins out of five. Four of them are in the league. The form side in that league are uh, Lada Boleslav that I took two weeks ago, or last week, two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago. Who are my outsider as well. So yeah, that's that's where I'm going. That's I'm a nice price. Quite confident, I. Um, my value bet. I've taken this game because of the big odds on offer here. It's the Copenhagen derby. So Bronby at home to FC Copenhagen in the Danish Superliga Sunday at one pm UK time. Um, the Superliga title is going to be Mitchelland and Copenhagen. Come the end of the season, there's there's two teams really that can win it. Uh, currently only one point in it. Copenhagen second place with twenty five points, just one point behind Mitchelland. Bronby not too far back, 16 points from their 11 matches, but they're going through a bit of a rough patch. Only collected three points from their last five games. It's the head-to-head here. Copenhagen have won the last four meetings of the teams in a row, uh, including both away fixtures last season at Bronby. So I reckon there's a lot of good value to be had in backing title favourites Copenhagen for the win here away from home. And you're getting odds of 6-4. to four. Or sixteen to eleven at Bet three six five. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's big odds. It's, it is a derby match. Yeah, and anything can happen in a derby. But if it's anything like the previous four, Copenhagen should win this reasonably convincingly. Yeah, Bromby have lost three or five. They drew in the cup against a team from the third division. Yeah, it's not looking good. Um, what was what odds are you getting Copenhagen? Six to four. <sighs> All over that. So my outsider, as I said, is Mlada Boloslav at home to Victoria Pilsen, who are the best team in the league. So that is an issue, but Mada Boleslav have won 6 out of 6, scored 18, conceded 2 at home. Pilsen have recovered the form, they've won the last 5 games, home and away. But they're away form at the start of the season. We had had a bet on Olympiacos, not in the podcast, but when I was looking at Olympiacos from a banker two weeks in a row, they played Pilsen in between and beat them 4-0 at home, and they were awful. Pilsen were terrible. I just, Mada Boleslav have played two of the teams in the top four and beat them convincingly at home. Pilsen are a good side, they're top of the league. But I just think for, for the odds of what am I getting? I'm getting just over two to one. It's all right, yeah. For a home yeah. team who have won every game this season so far. Followed their game last night in the cup where they rested seven players, it said. They were one 0 down to a team in the third division and brought on three of their 
starters, starters and yeah. they won 5-1 in the end <laughs> with the last half hour they won, it was 1-1 one, one getting in the last half hour great subs so I was like going they are they are very strong at home and they've now been rested as well so yeah I was it was really hard to get an outsider I couldn't find one that I fancied this is, this I found this weekend one. quite hard for an outsider yeah um, this, this was the best one I was kind of it was a point where I was looking through I was going why why do we even try and do an outsider it's so hard so, some weeks there are a few yeah and then other weeks like this week it can be reasonably difficult and the other point that we try and make is we do try not to go into leagues that you would know like I do we do try like because I think I did look at it and thought although they although they get scudded by Leicester there's something about Newcastle home at Man U on yeah. Sunday that I was yeah. going at 41 that looks really appealing because that looks like the type of game that Man U would hate yes Newcastle just battle and battle and battle and that if Lindelof plays against Joe Linton it's just going to be bullied because he's a wee boy mm-hmm. he's been bullied off every striker he's played against this season um, So, but I didn't I was like people can see that people mm. can see a Man U Newcastle game I'm not yeah. interested I want to find you a game in the Czech first division I want to find Gary a new flag. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've completed my weekend here with the banker being on Saturday, the value being on Sunday. This is Friday night for the outsiders. Hertha Berlin versus Dusseldorf. Uh, both teams have been pretty mediocre so far this season. Uh, Hertha seven points, Dusseldorf only four points through six games. So two reasonably crappy teams playing against each other. But I do expect Dusseldorf's fortunes to change reasonably soon. They've scored the opening goal in their last four games and not seen any of them out. Their last two away, the last two away games, they've had the halftime lead and then lost the game 2-1 with a goal in um, the last five minutes. So if they can stop conceding late goals, um, their fortunes will turn around because they have no, pro- no problem scoring at all. It's the head-to-head record here that massively favours Dusseldorf. Last five matches between the teams, four Dusseldorf wins and a draw. Um, and all three games that have been played recently have been Dusseldorf wins because of those five games, two of them I think are back in like 2012-2013 season uh, before the relegation. So Dusseldorf away from home at Hertha Berlin on Friday night and you're getting Dusseldorf odds of 3-1. to one. So that's, that's the reason I think there's a bit of value in here. Nice. Yeah, I've not, I knew they so they won there in April. That's uh, that's that probably the one I'd take as any sort of indication. Yeah. So I think Hertha Berlin look okay. They do, but they do look okay, and Dusseldorf look okay as well. Apart yeah. from the fact that they they ship very late goals. Maybe look at a market to be leading after eighty minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what are they to be eating at eight to eleven? <laughs> um, so yeah, for me, I'll start with the chat. The, the treble for me. Um, First one is in the French second division, unsurprisingly. Um, it's Troyes away at Paris FC. So we talk about Paris FC quite a lot. It's just a bet against them. They've got two points. They're not good. They're a bad team. Troyes are the form team. They've got 12 points from the last five. Um, Paris FC have one point from the last five games. Troyes have taken 10 points from the last four away games. They're going to beat Paris FC. They are. That's it. That's that's all you need to know. Odds you get in there, Gordon. Uh, I didn't have any last night. But it's I can eight see. to seven, so over evens. Over evens. There's, there's some good evens or over even shouts this week. Oh, there is. And uh, to continue on that, um, I've got for the second the second game of the treble is Marseille away at Amiens. So um, Marseille are great away. They're not very good at home, but they're they're pretty good away. Um, they've got. They've that's because w- their fans are fucking mental <laughs> and jump on the bus when they play shite. That's probably why they play shite at home. They're probably fucking terrified. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like a nice relaxing away game. That was um, who was who was telling that story? Was it Tony Cascarino? I think on uh, they, him and Georgie Brown did a Sunday breakfast show. 
on Talksport. I was talking about Tony Cascarino's book. And he was, midweek and is he was, great. And he was telling the story of when they, they lost a cup game and the chairman came on and went, yeah, a couple of the ultras just want to speak to you. What? And he let the fat, like five of the fans on the bus to fucking go through them all. And he was like, that was at the point where I was like, I need to not be here. <laughs> like, I, I can't repeat this club anymore. What, what, what effect did that have on the team? Yeah, they were all terrified. That's what he said. He's, he'd never seen anything like it. And other people at him, and this is normal. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Obviously, the chairman at that time in Marseille was probably just mental. was probably just a fan that had money. Yeah. But I, they, they, they're fucking... Because mine, there's, a, there's no clip in Evra was there as well where they were like abusing Evra. I think they're... they're I mean... They, they're I'd, mental. I'd be... They're mental. So I mean, Amy on watch out. Um, but their last, their last f- uh, five away games, they've drawn their Marseille have drawn their last three, but the last five away games have been draw, win, win, draw, win, one against DC United's preseason. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I, I just fancy Marseille away to Amiens. Amiens are not very good. Um, their last five games at home have been loss, draw, loss, win, loss. They're 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 just not great. Any great shakes? Marseille are going to get thirteen to ten. If you look at the overall standings and you look at the form table, uh, Amiens have got five points from the last five games. They're 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 not a good team at the moment. Um, I, I just fancy Marseille to be better than them, and at thirteen to ten, I think that's a good price for that. I'm noticing Mar- Marseille's form dip has been as a response to Pai and Tovan being injured. Yes, both are injured just now, but yep. I think they're going to have more than enough. Marseille have won. They've only last fixtures only been played four times, and Marseille have won every one. Yep, I do have. I do have that down. <laughs> Uh, and then the third of the treble is something a bit different. So on Saturday, um, both teams to score in Cowdenbeath, Edinburgh City. Okay. So um, Cowdenbeath, Edinburgh City is a spicy, spicy fixture. Both of them are on f- four, I think five. Um, so it's Cowdenbeath have won the last five games. Edinburgh City have won the last four and a draw in there. Um, Cowdenbeath don't concede much, but Edinburgh City power in the goals, and as do Cowdenbeath. And I just see this game being both teams to score. And you're getting four to seven, and I think that caps off the treble quite well. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. Both putting good <laughs> amounts of goals past people as well. Yeah, they're both three two, three three one, three two, four one one. Uh, yeah, that's so four, goals, 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 goals. So that's that, that's at four to seven there. I thought that capped that off quite well. And then the first of the charity for me is um, Odd at home to Valaranga in the Norwegian uh, First Division. Um, uh, Odd have our third, they're chasing Europe. Five games, ten points. Val- and that's the, the kind of form table. Valaranga, two points in the last ten. ODD's home, or Odd, sorry, home form. They've got 32 points from the last 12 games. They're four to five. This is, this is why it's the charity for me. I, I don't see why they're getting... Yeah, no, that I, money. We've we've all kind of said the only thing we're questioning is is it odd or ODD? That's, yeah, that's the only thing we're questioning on this odd. pick. It's definitely odd. Um, having... I'm actually going to start spelling everything out. You know, but I'm not picking P A R T I C K T H I S T L E. Well, I saw your vocals say. this week. Then you go. <laughs> I looked at them this week, uh, but I, I don't I have no idea what no the odds are going to be. Yeah, yeah. And, and remember on Skybet, I had a real problem getting it until the game started. Yeah, and then mm. I could bet and play. But last season they were all over that league. Yeah. I don't understand. 
Anyway, um, too, it, too much, too much money won last year from UK customers on backing vocals, vocals in the Glasgow area. Um, the, the last thing I would say as well is, if you look at the Nash- Liga Nationale this week, uh, Dunkirk are playing at home to Villefranche, uh, and that is a huge game. Uh, that's top uh, top two playing each other. Interesting game, so um, keep an eye out for there. I'd, I've no idea what's going to happen, but it will decide the nationals kind of early. And early my time. my charity pick, I've went different. Just on the the fact that I think I've called a couple of your picks before draws from looking at form, and I've never been ballsy enough to pick one of my own. So this is three of my four picks are from the Czech first division. Jablonek are playing Slavia Prague. The draw is thirteen to five. This is the second best home record against the best away record. Three of the last five meetings, home or away, have been draws. Seven of the last ten at Jablonek have been draws as well. It looks like a draw to me. I don't I don't see how it's going to be anything other than a draw. Both teams have scored by an R shout, but I'm going 13-5. Jablonek versus Slavia Prague. 13-5, the draw. Love a draw. To complete the charity treble, it's the Scottish Championship Partick Thistle at home to Queen of the South on Saturday. You're getting Partick at better than evens, 12-11 to 11 on Bet365 just now. Partick have a new manager, Ian McCall. Um, they've poached the Air United manager. He's done a great job at Air um, and propelled them into actual genuine title contenders. So he'll hoping he'll be hoping to do the same at Thistle. And he started very well with a 3-1 win away, from in, away at Inverness last week and no one beats Inverness in Inverness. So that was some result. This will be his uh, first game in charge at his home stadium. And Queen of the South aren't great at all. They've only got one point away from home this season. They've not scored a single away goal. <laughs> I think this is a good time for Partick Thistle to put in a very strong performance. Because they do have quality players. A 4 yeah. Yeah, yeah, Something like that. Like that. Yeah. I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if it was 3 nothing to Partick Thistle. But just mm-hmm. take them straight up for the win. 12-11. to 11. Yeah, Kenny Mills. <laughs> I, <laughs> scores. Mate, honestly, I remember there was a good tweet. I don't know who it was. But I remember when Chris Dolan re- was released and went to air and there was a lot of people having a go at Gary Caldwell and I kind of felt the same. I was like, you've just got rid of a fucking goal-scoring legend at the club and yeah. brought in someone of the same age in Kenny Miller who maybe do a similar job. He scored nine goals this season. Yeah. Like, it's not it's, very it's not a bad replacement. But this is the point where I'd like to big us up because we've already done it on Twitter. The top scorer in that league. The shank man. Lewis Shankland Lawrence 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 Shankland, Lawrence Shankland. See I only sing Shankland It's fine um, <laughs> We talked about this We've talked about this a lot We have Because you've continually on About how many goals he scored But this isn't a new thing He'd scored two goals Within six minutes At, at the weekend there Yeah Absolutely it, insane Dundee United Thumped Green at Morton 6-0 And he'd already been on the score sheet Twice within like the opening six minutes Yeah But I think the praise here Would go to us Yes And Steve Most Clark time. Yes. Yeah. But mostly us. Yeah, I, I, Steve Clark is, um, he. I mean, he's a vessel for our genius. Yeah. I, I just love, so for those of some some reason people don't know what we're talking about, is Lauren Shankland is in the Scottish Championship, which is the same setup as England, so it's the second tier. Except in Scotland. In Scotland, which, yeah, it's conference, yeah. vanorama, words like that, when you're thinking of the level. There are, there are games that get less than a thousand people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As, Mo- a, as most, a matter, of course. Most, yeah, <laughs> yeah. most. Uh, and Lawrence Shankland's been scoring goals for fun. He's been called up to the Scotland national side, the, the first team, which probably won't surprise a lot of people that listen outside no. of Scotland. <laughs> but it's a big deal for us because we're used to getting the same shite strikers like fucking Chris Martin getting called up all the time. So the two games are what? Russia and San Marino? San Marino. He'll start the, he'll play, uh, 
play the San Marino play game. Play the San Marino game. Yeah, just play him in the San Marino game because what what's the worst thing that happens is he has a bad game, you don't need to play him again. The worst thing that happens is he gets injured and that would be utterly unacceptable. No, the, and the best thing that happens is he bangs in five goals against San Marino in Scotland debut, becomes an instant hero and Dundee United's fucking price goes through the roof. Yeah. And he bypasses Rangers. Like, because that was, that was my shout when it coming to the end of the season was when I genuinely thought, I don't know if the fall will stay. Morelos, there was all the rumours about people looking at him. And I thought, it's like the Chris Boyd thing. It's like, you don't always need to be a really good footballer to just be a really good goal scorer. Yeah. Like, you can, if, if you've got good players around you, you just need somebody to fucking finish. And he can Put finish. In the net. That's, uh, that's Aye. He knows, he's, you know that saying, like, he knows where the goal is. Aye. It's, yeah. it's totally that but it's the thing it's, the thing I've watched like highlights of games is he's good in the air as well yep. so see what he's Scotland, got a hat trick of headers in yeah. his first match yeah. <laughs> and what Scotland are essentially going to do is try and go long to somebody but see like a game like San Marino where you just want to put balls in the box you've got Fraser and Forrest yep. as our wide players Yeah, who great Fraser was, was like the third highest assist last year and Forrest is constantly beating people down the line you've got players that it makes Robertson puts crosses in all the time it makes sense to have somebody that plays that's good at attacking crosses. I seen a, a brilliant tweet someone had put up as well um, about like how people scout in, at an international level, like San Marino, like using FIFA to find out about players, like for that. And the brilliant thing about this season is they can't find out anything about Shankland. He's hidden. He's <laughs> in the second division. <laughs> Need to listen to yeah. this podcast. <laughs> Where's our stats? Oh well, we we couldn't get them. Um, we've got all, all the information we need on Ryan Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, to give some to give. Listeners outside of Scotland are uh, a kind of what's the right word, a bearing of where this sits. The last person to get called up outside of the top flight was John McGinn for Hibs four seasons ago. So that's yeah. that's the player you're that's the level where it's going. They're so clearly above the level they're playing at yeah. that they deserve a chance at Scotland. And I don't know if you know that, John McGinn's doing all right just now. He's, he's doing pretty he's, decent. Yeah. He's I mean he shouldn't have left Hibs, but I mean yeah. <laughs> um, so that was all our picks. Andy, do you want to update on the the fun? Has oh, Gordo got a win yet? No. No. <laughs> the fucking, fucking Leicester. The Vera Cruz of fantasy football. So in the in the Trample Bet <laughs> Fantasy League, like the open for all salary cap normal game, uh, Christopher Sumner tops the table. Um, he's he's still in first place. Biggest points total this week was actually myself with 70 points, which propels me all the way up to 14th. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not still under me in this league. I am still under That's you in the, in the salary cap league. But where it's actually at, as everyone knows, is the draft league. Uh, so Jason, who's been leading that, took his first loss against Eddie Friel this week. So things are tightening up in that table. Um, I managed a victory again this week, so that's four on the spin for me. Uh, four wins, three losses. Uh, Neil Moore again, he beat James McIver, uh, 51-43. And Gordon, you took a loss against Ben Conley because of... Because Leicester game, Leicester. yeah, you were winning, and then it was snatched from you. Yeah, James McIver's actually in a really strange position in that league. He's scored a lot of points. He scored the same amount of points as the guy that's in second place overall, but because it's a head-to-head league and you get matched up against different people every week, yeah, it just so happens everyone's outperformed their normal when they play him. <laughs> yeah, and then he sings like sixth, which is quite a shame. There's another league we were talking about this last night. Gordon and I are in that has I think fourteen, fifteen teams. So in order to make it an even number so everyone has a game week, someone has to play just the average score of everyone else. Right, okay. Not in this league. Not in not in the travel overall. one. Just, oh, right, yeah, okay. overall. Yeah, just an average score. And uh, the average is top of that table. <laughs> We're getting <laughs> fucked by the average. D- despite the fact that eight people like from second through to like ninth or yeah. whatever have more total points. Right, okay. You know, it's like everyone ups their game when they play the Rangers. 
plays the average. <laughs> it's that the average ups their game. Have you got any special picks for this week? Ah, uh, well, the shank ban to score. Who he's got this this weekend? Aloha, Friday night away at Aloha but it's the, it's the Friday it, game so you can watch TV? it on BBC Scotland yeah, yeah. there you go listeners Jack man anytime oh, BBC Scotland yeah but oh. you can get that anywhere can you? yeah where are you planning There's, to be? This is... no, not me I'm, there are people there are genuinely people from not, not, not BBC One Scotland do you know this new channel BBC Scotland yeah, this, it's on like the digital service so yeah, right, just, okay. get it on the website I'm, no, but I'm thinking more that you do realise that like 50% of our listeners are not from Scotland yeah, yeah you, you can get it you, you can just get it on you know, search your skybox for BBC Scotland yeah. um, and it's nice that it's not on BBC Alba because it's not Gaelic commentary yeah. anymore yeah, yeah I would not recommend that for anyone yeah. as someone who had to watch that for a couple of seasons brutal yeah so, so yeah BBC Scotland like, I'm going to say my special is what I referenced uh, Sunday 4.30 Newcastle versus Man United Man United have not kept a clean sheet in the last 10 competitive away games <laughs> Joe Linton to score is 2-1 to one anytime mm. I think Joe Linton up against Lindelof obviously Harry Maguire will try and take the reins of it but if you were a striker who's getting intelligence, you would pull on a Lindelof, who can't. He'll bully him. So I think for corners and stuff, I think you've got to look at Joe Linton to score any time. 2-1. Um, the regular baseball season finished this weekend after each team had played 162 games each. So we're into playoff season now. 10 teams oh, remaining. 162 wasn't enough to decide 2-1. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're into playoff season now. So rather than the 162 games, that big sample size being determining who will win, It'll come down to like a seven-game series, <laughs> like American sports, eh? Uh, but I backed the Houston Astros back in July. I still see no reason not to back the Houston Astros to win it all at just over two to one. Cardinals, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was our pick. That was our podcast. Yep. Um, you can get us at Tramplebet for all of us with the highlights and everything we do about the games. Uh, you can get me at John Walker underscore nineteen eighty six. You can get myself at ASV Sports, and you can get me at Cordo Mick. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.